Life happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. On our relationship feature today, we speak to a multiracial couple, Aldesha Johnson and Andrew Johnson, who join us now on the line. A very good afternoon to you. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Well, you you are a really, really interesting couple to follow because we've been following you for a while and we just thought, let's just touch base with you and talk through your relationship and the dynamics in it. So you, Aldesha, you are a South African black woman. And Andrew, um, you are not only uh, an Australian, but you're an Australian and you're a white man. So where did did it all begin? How did you guys meet? Where did you guys meet? (laughs) <laughs> we met on Tinder. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh, that's so interesting. Okay, so, wow. <laughs> I didn't know that. T- tell me more, Aldisha, tell me more. Okay, so, um, I was just from a, a bad relationship and a friend of mine just told me I should join this app called Tinder and I was like, you know, like thinking of dating apps. I'm like, I'm not that that desperate, you know, but just like it's different from all this dating app. It's like cool people and educated people, you know. So I just tried it. Actually, one of my friends tried it out and she was like, yo, there's hot people here and there's cool people. You definitely have to try it. And I tried it. And obviously I went to different dates that are way not good, uh-huh. obviously. And eventually when I was about to give up and I saw um, Andrew's profile and I swiped um, right and he swiped right back. <laughs> so Andrew, yeah. what, what got you to Tinder? I mean, had it had it been, why did you go to Tinder? Well, for me, it was slightly different and it was because I didn't know many people when I first moved here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you don't have this network of friends and family that's there to, you know, to introduce you to people. There's kind of there's limited ways to meet new people. Yeah. Um, so for me, it was just, yeah, it was just, it was just another way to, to meet people. So, um, and yeah, it obviously worked out really well. I think um, I was not, I was not even on Tinder for very long. I really? think Alvesha was date number two or date number wow. three or something like that. And then, bam, I, it, it had done its job <laughs> and so, I was off it. <laughs> so was it, was it everything that you imagined it to be? In other words, when you finally met, you know, there wasn't any major surprise. It was love at first sight. <laughs> I, I think because of my background, um, having to do the casting and modeling agency around that, um, I kind of had like a good feeling about him when I saw his picture. Yeah. In his picture, I saw this smile and I could see that he's just a genuine and a kind person. I'm sorry, into casting. So I could see that from the picture and yeah. I kind of had a good feeling. I remember t- telling my friend saying that, look, I think this is it. This is the guy for me and I'm going to delete this app after I met him. And yeah, after I met him, the date was amazing. And from day one, and we've never been inseparable. I mean, we've been inseparable from day one we met. We literally just stayed together from day one. So, so I mean, were, were there any concerns from both of you, you know, about the fact that, you know, you are... I mean, I suppose it's interesting to to date people on your own. Once you start getting into the marriage um, realm, and you, you you I don't know, Andrew, you must have thought it through. I'm not sure how how did that go down with your family and friends? Yeah, um, I think I'm, I'm I'm lucky in that I have a really um, 
open-minded and supportive family. Um, I think my parents raised me to know that all people are created equal and that certainly skin colour has, you know, has, has nothing to do with, um, uh, you know, with, with what's inside people. Um, so, you know, I think it was their, you know, outlook on the world that's probably given me the mindset that I'm comfortable in an interracial relationship. Mm-hmm. So when I, um, you know, spoke to them and, and my family about it, it was, it was not an issue. I think it's, um, it was within our family, it was, it was never going to be. Um, most of my friends, it was the same. I think some, some of my friends were maybe a bit more surprised because they'd come from different families where, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it's, they have different views on the world. But mm-hmm. um, overall, it, it was um, it was not too difficult um, from from mm-hmm. from my side. Um, so, yeah. I mean, safe to say, from what I've read, um, you know, you haven't had issues with the fact that you're interracial. But you you're a normal couple, like many couples. You must have had challenges. What are your challenges? Um, I think our challenges, obviously, um, just like any other couple, is that we also are raised differently and we're from different backgrounds and we do things different. I remember when we started dating, um, I would call Andrew's parents, I would say ma, because in African culture, any elder person, um, you have to say ma or you have to say dad or you have to say aunt. Mm. So um, Andrew's culture was a bit different because you only say mother if you are married. When you're still dating, you're not supposed to say that. Mm. And Andrew was kind of like offended and saying, no, you can't say that. And I was very uncomfortable to call Andrew's parents for their names. Mm. And I, I spoke to them on Skype. And they were very open and they were like, no, it's okay. You can call us ma, you can call us dad, even though you guys haven't, like, you're not yet married, you know. Mm-hmm. So things like that. There was just certain things in terms of culture and background that's a bit different that we have to communicate in order to to, to, to be on the same, 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 you know, same side, you know. And Yeah, you know, it, it, are... it, it took me time to get comfortable with that. Mm. Um, I, I remember even when my mum and dad would be okay with it, mm. um, yeah. but I, but I was still feeling uncomfortable because it was <laughs> it was just something that was you know it's yeah. not it's different in our culture. Uh, you've yes. now brought a, a child into this world, Andrew. And what challenges? I mean, it must be another realm of 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 where your 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 relationship goes. What have you found challenging in this particular phase of your relationship? Um. Sleep. <laughs> we, we 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 haven't we haven't had much sleep, which means we're often tired and a bit irritable. So you know we need to be more patient with each other. Um, I think um, just just managing time and getting time for the two of us to you know to really connect deeply is um, is more of a challenge now because we're we're both busy people normally, but now throw a child into the mix and. Mm. Um, we're really, really busy, and and so the times where it's just just Aldacia and I sitting down and having a conversation and really connecting deeply is is becoming fewer and further between. So that's yeah. something that we've really had to kind of make a, an that's, active effort to you know mm. 
That's okay. It's, that going to be, it's going to be like that for the next 18 years. <laughs> yeah. so, so, I mean, you, you brought a child yeah. into this world during the pandemic year. So that must be challenging in itself. I mean, what, what are you finding that this p- pandemic has introduced into your family? Um, I mean, the COVID-19 has obviously mm. meant different things for different people. You've had a child come into the world during COVID-19. Yeah. What has that meant for your family? It's been a bit sad because they would have loved to see Nolan, especially Andrew's parents, because this is their first growing child. Mm. And, but luckily, when he was born, they were here. Mm. Um, and just before lockdown, they had to fly back to Australia. Oh, lovely. Yeah. So they had few, like... Um, moments to see him but the rest of the family haven't met Nolan in Australia and we were supposed to go to Australia obviously we cancelled our flights and yeah so we even my mom was able to see um, Nolan but most of the rest of my family haven't met Nolan so it's it's a bit sad and you can see he's a social butterfly (laughs) and he loves people when we watch his TV sees other people he'll be smiling at them and he's just like only knowing me and Andrew and the nanny, and it's just sad for him to just be in, in the house most of the time. Yeah, I'm going to ask you to mm. just maybe answer this one quite quickly. The world obviously has sees things in different ways than the two of you, and there's a lot of racial tension at the moment. What What are your biggest fear when you when you bring up a child in a multiracial relationship? Racism for me, it's racism, um, and I know that obviously he's gonna that we just have to raise him and prepare him for that and to let him know that how this is how things are it's not everyone who doesn't see color and people are going to treat you differently because of um that and also sometimes he might not able to belong maybe he might not able to belong that he's black or he's white you know because he's mixed you know and we're going to have to teach him both our cultures and our roots and for him to understand that He's both, and um, there's nothing wrong with that, and there's nothing wrong with him, and he's looking different from other kids, whether mm-hmm. he's growing up from in Australia or in South Africa. So, yeah, it's going to be challenge. I'll, I, I, yeah. I'll give you a chance to respond to that when we come back, Andrew. So uh, let's just take a quick break, and I'll ask also our, our listeners to, to, to call in on 0891-104-207 if they've got any questions. I hope you don't mind taking questions, or or you can send a voice note as well on 0614-104-107. It's one let Let's go quickly to the headlines with Zoleka Kutashi. At SFM Radio and at Pimelo Mutile on Twitter. It's the relationship feature on a Friday and we are talking to an interracial relationship, uh, interracial couple, um, Aldisha and Andrew Johnson. And they've just had a baby um, this year, in fact, uh, and I just think it's absolutely daunting bringing a child up um, during COVID-19. But, you know, none of these things are planned. So they're just sharing the experiences with us as well as the fact that they are uh, a mixed race couple. So, Andrew, I was asking you your concerns about bringing in a child into the world that is at the moment, as you can see, so divided racially. Yeah, I mean, I, I think um, Aldacia's really summed it up um, pretty well there. That, that's 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 my main concerns as well. Is um, you know how how will he be treated at school? Um, uh, will it be difficult for him to make friends in different environments if we if we go to Australia? You know, what what will that be like for him? Um, 
that's that's one thing, and I've got no idea, you know, mm. what what it's going to be like. So it's difficult to, you know, to, to, to deal with that. Um, but you know, I guess we just take it one one step at a time, and and, and we need to talk to him. And like Alvesha said, you know, make him aware that he is coming from from two different two different cultures, and um, and make him feel like he belongs in in either one. Um, that's that's going to be the the real challenge that we've got that we've got coming ahead. Mm. Talk to me about your decision to make your relationship so public, you know, so deliberately public. Um, what informed that, and and what is it that you are hoping to? I know that you, you know, in your profile, you say you just wanted to share. Why was it so important for you to share your experiences as a mixed race couple? Okay, for me, uh, I guess that was my decision was to make our relationship public. Um, Andrew's a very private person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's not even on social media. But um, I was inspired by this other interracial couple uh, when I was going through rough times. And I just realized that um, because we live in a world where it's full of racism as well, um, I want to inspire other people and I want to change people's pe- perspective regarding the race, you know, that indeed love has no color. And um, for us to build our profile, and it, it, it also been a great experience for us to share our daily lives and it also um, made us to able to work with brands but most importantly it was not even that for me it was more about I want when my love is true um, and I'm happy I want to share this happiness with other people and make other people to, to know that it's possible for them to also find true love regardless of the race whether you're marrying a black man you're marrying a white man you're marrying Chinese Indian it, it's possible and you need to or not settle and um, yeah, a fairy tale does exist. So yeah, that's basically mm. what it's, I had in mind. It's so interesting, Andrew, that you personally don't have a social media presence, but was was okay with this. Talk to me about that. Yeah, um, uh, happy wife, happy life. <laughs> you were, <laughs> the, you were taught start, well. Um, definitely. <laughs> Definitely, it was Aldacia's idea, and I was um, and I was not so happy about it at the start. Um, it was it was a challenge for me because mm. um, I um, I, am, I am a private person, mm. um, uh, but the experience has really changed my view of social media, and um, and it's really been a positive experience being able to share our story with other people and knowing that other people get some value or some benefit out of that that helps them to approach their life um, you know, in, a, in a better way is um, is really, really nice. So I've, I've, I've actually 100% enjoyed all of the engagement that we have um, with our followers on, on social media. And um, I think now I don't have social media just just because I don't have a lot of time, mm. <laughs> basically. Mm. But, um, but uh, you know, otherwise, um, I think it can be a really positive platform if used in the right way. Of course, there is um, there is negativity in social media as well, and, and you need to be able to, to deal with that in the, in the right way as well. And, uh, in fact, I, that, I was going to ask you, well there. I was going to ask exactly that, that, it, I mean, it's mostly positive, mm. but there must have been some negatives that have at some point affected you, even though you, you're quite solid in, in what you're doing and in your relationship. I mean, would you like to share some experiences? Um, yeah, you I, get I, trolls, especially, oh, sorry. Yes, Andrew, you can speak. 
No, you, 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 you go there. You take it. Okay. Um, you definitely do get trolls, especially on Twitter. Mm. <laughs> I, I I try not to be too active on Twitter, but I'm more active on Instagram and we're more active on YouTube as well. Um, because on YouTube and, and Instagram, you've got control. You're able to not engage with someone who's um, commenting negative views. You just block, you just delete. But on uh, Twitter, it's a bit difficult to kind of like block or delete um, but you can blog, I mean, like delete something that someone has wrote. But whatever they write, it, it kind of hurts. Sometimes I avoid to even read it to Andrew. And sometimes I do. I tell him, okay, this person wrote this. What do you think? And we just like, okay. I think we told ourselves that we're not going to reply to any negative. Um, in, we're not engaged to negative comments because that's best. You're not giving them power. Because the moment you engage with them, you're giving them power, you know. So it can hurt, but we just get over it. Um, I have to grow a thick skin. So, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm aware of that. And I prepared myself and spoke to my family as well that they shouldn't engage to such if, like, I, I, they are commenting or something. Yeah, so we we just become strong. <laughs> it's mm. not easy all the time, though. Mm. Yeah. Andrew, you, you, you wanted to say something? Um. Aldacia is the filter um, for me. Uh, I, I actually don't uh, get much of the negative comments coming through because she she manages the, the platform. So there's, um, I'm, I'm lucky um, <laughs> that she deals with that part of it for me. Thank you. All right. Okay, we'll take calls. I see people are, are asking to engage with you. So if you don't mind, we'll take calls on 0891-104-207, as well as take voice notes on 0614-104-107. You're listening to Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. Hi, Curious Cat here. Um, I'd like to know if a featured couple are going to teach uh, Roland two home languages. Because we had the opportunity to do that with our kids and we did not do it. And now we really regret it. Thank you. Good afternoon, Pimelo. You know, you are a human being first before you are anything. And I say to that couple, obviously South African and, and Australia, you've got close ties, man. You know, so we are both both sitting at the bottom of 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 the world on the south. So I don't see anything wrong. So big up to them. Just accept who accepts you, rejects whoever who rejects you, because that has got nothing to do with you. Just them with their own issues. So don't take it to heart. So to me. I wouldn't even call it a multiracial, just a relationship, just two people loving each other. The beautiful child, that's it, it ends there. Big up and all the best. I hope you grow old together and set the example for those who always think they are above other people. So big up, all the best for your family. And yeah, maybe someday we'll meet the little Nolan. Hmm, great. Aldesha and Andrew is our couple this afternoon that we are touching base with. And um, they've got a a baby Roland who has, you know, stolen everybody's heart, so to speak. So the question came in around what language you're teaching Roland. Um, We are definitely going to teach him both of our language. But at the same time, 
um, I want also to learn more, you know. I definitely want him to also learn Zulu because I'm Betty. He's going to learn Betty. He's going to learn English. Um, um, thank God our nanny can speak Zulu. So I wish for him to speak Zulu. <laughs> and um, in terms of another language that I want him to learn as a French. Um, and yeah, he can learn any other language as well. I really want him to be multilingual. Yeah. Okay. And and Andrew, are you are you having to pick up some of the the South African languages as well? How tough has it been for you? Uh, um. Well, it's it's not been it's not been too difficult. Mm-hmm. I guess most people here are able to converse with me in in, in English, which mm. has has maybe slowed down my learning of of the other languages. So I I know little tiny bits of. Um, of Afrikaans and uh, and Sutu, um, but, um, but but I'm not conversant. So I would be, um, you know, really really happy if Nolan um, is able to pick up multiple languages um, uh, while he's young and um, and and able to learn them quicker. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that would be a great great benefit for him. You know, um, South Africa is is quite diverse. So even though you you know you you feel that you came from Australia and there was a lot to learn, even for South Africans, you know, there's a lot still for us to learn about each other. We're very very diverse. What, just tell me what you found a bit of a culture shock when you got to South Africa. Oh, um, when something is happening now, yeah. It's, not really happening now. <laughs> <laughs> now, now. It's, later. it's going it's to happen now, now. Just now. That's one of the smaller things. There's a lot of subtleties in, in, in language that you need to get used to, even within the English language. And, yes. that, and that was one of the most interesting It's just ones. now. Um, I, I enjoy it. And, and robots and circles, things like this on the road, which is, which is different. Um, so, but no, the, the, those are the more lighthearted. Things. I think um, maybe the the more harder hitting things is the um, that's the the gap in in income um, inequality and, and yeah. the level of poverty that mm-hmm. that exists here mm-hmm. in South Africa. Um, we are fortunate in Australia that um, uh, there's very few people that are living um, with a really low income. Um, and so to you know to, to be here and to um, you know to experience that and to go to areas where there's there's really you know there's a lot of people living with, with a really small income um, that that was that was the biggest shock um, um, to me for sure um, yeah but it's I mean it's it's something that um, uh, I think is improving, and I, I wish could improve quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but that's uh, the the good comes with the bad, I guess. Mm. There's, there's so many good things about this country as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's why we've made the decision to to stay here. So I was going to ask. So, so is the plan to stay here um, for the foreseeable not- future? <laughs> oh, Aldecia? were going to say something else? <laughs> I was going to say, well, obviously the plan is to stay here for as, as much as we want to in terms of our careers. 
but um, we are also yeah. planning to move to Australia at later later stage. Uh, we we haven't made like, our mind like when exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, we've got a voice note. Let's just take a listen. Hi, Tumelo. It's a very good, uh, nice conversation with the couple. I really love them. But uh, a light question. I want to ask uh, CC when Australia plays uh, Proteas, which team does the support? Because I don't like Australia when they play against us with cricket. All the best, guys. Keep the love, the fire burning. Make me laugh because we know these are major rivals in sport. What happens to you, Andrew? Yeah. What happens to you, Altasia? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not really a cricket fan, but I'm a rugby fan. So I know that it's a bit hard when um, a boga boga plays with. Um... <laughs> yeah, uh, Andrew, was... have you bought your South African shirts? Look. Uh, so I think it's easier for Aldatia because she she's in she's South African and she's still in South Africa. I'm the one that's out of my out of my element um, when it comes to the sporting event. But um, I've I, I, well, I'm a permanent resident here now. Um, <laughs> the Australian flag and the Wallabies uh, are still still strong in my in my heart. So, um, <laughs> do you Australia dare go to Africa, a pub I'm when the two teams still play? Supporting Australia. Do you dare? go to a Sorry? local pub when the two teams play. Uh, <laughs> I, I do and I love to shout extra loud. <laughs> <laughs> On your own. <laughs> That's hilarious. Aretha is calling us from Pretoria. Good afternoon, Aretha. Afternoon, how are you? I'm well. Thanks for calling, Aretha. Yes, I just wanted to say to Andrew and uh, Dacia, or Altisha, um, I follow her on Instagram and yes. I think she is just doing the best that she can and it's fantastic. Uh, I'm actually in my 30s and also in, in, in a multiracial or, or mixed race phase. relationship. Mm-hmm. But what is uh, better, I think, for their son is that they are both there. So you can imagine I grew up in rural um, South Africa okay. with just a black mother and yeah. an absent white father. Oh, okay. You know? So, you so are, okay. I, I think that the, the worst end of the bargain that they think that the baby might have mm. will be... Mm. like uh, controlled by the fact that they're both mm. there. I mean, I had questions like, who do you look like? Mm. Yeah. You know, so they won't get to have that, which is great, you know. So I think uh, it is good to worry, but I think you are what you know, you know. Mm. So whatever they teach the baby that mm. he is or who mm. he is, is exactly what, like I consider myself completely like 100% Zwana mm-hmm. although and I think that makes the questions bigger or more mm-hmm. you know they're like ah almost Zwana but why does your hair look like that mm-hmm. you know so I think uh, he's going to be okay <laughs> he'll be okay oh, thank, thank you so much you. for sharing that Aretha mm-hmm. I mean, do you want to comment on, on what Aretha said um, I just felt touched because <laughs> mm. um, I can relate because I was also raised by a single parent, even though I was, I'm not multiracial myself. Yes. But also, thank you so much for the words of encouragement and to tell us that we're doing a great job. Like, mm. I really appreciate her words. Yeah. 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 It's, it was quite a heartwarming um, call there. Let's take your call. Yeah. More calls on 891 and we'll be back with more of the voice notes on 0614 Pimelo Mutine on SAFM.
Our last minutes with our wonderful couple, Audacia Johnson and Andrew Johnson. And they're just really just shooting the breeze with us, taking us through their journey as a, a mixed race couple, as well as bringing up a, a, ba- a beautiful baby um, during COVID-19 time. So let me ask you, Andrew, um, you know, it's I, I, I've heard many people say this and I can testify that if if your lobola process um, goes through without a glitch, without any squabbles, then you're definitely meant to be. How was that process for the two of you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, well, the negotiation was still long. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, there was there was there was a point during the afternoon where I, I was becoming so anxious because they'd been negotiating for hours and I hadn't heard anything and um, I texted one of the guys to say what's happening and they they messaged me back saying oh it's not looking good. <laughs> so did your representatives know what to do? Well, no, I didn't know what to do. I was very worried and I, and, and I thought that. Well, I assumed that they were serious because I because I had you know, I had no idea. I think afterwards, you know, maybe they were just playing games with me. But um, uh, they they did manage to conclude it within within the day, and um, there was it was a number of fines issued um, for for various things and negotiations were deadlocked for a while. But they managed to to sort it out, and and I think by by the time they were finished. Um, uh, there was a real sort of um, connection that it's had been all, created between both of our families, which I think is is the main um, is the main point of it. And um, to actually see that um, uh, my family and, and Audacious family, you know, um, having a laugh about the situation afterwards and sharing a drink and it's always like um, that, yeah. sharing sharing the story was yeah. was was really uh, really great. Always, yeah. it's always like that. They pretend to fight, and then at the end, it's always wonderful. So, did you? <laughs> did, how was yeah. your selection of your your representatives? What, you know, did they know what to do at the negotiations? Did you find people who know their way through these negotiations? <laughs> Yeah, so um, it was. I, I had a mixed bag of, of uncles, you could say. <laughs> um, of course, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't possible to get all of my um, uh, my uncles from Australia to to, to come out. Um, but my, my my parents were were here here at the time. So my my father was um, able to be part of the negotiations, although he was. He was not. He was not allowed to speak yes. because he was um, yeah, exactly too, too too close to me. So he was he was as an observer, and then and then my uncles were actually a group of um, uh, of, of of friends and, and relatives so. of, of friends. So um, and I selected them carefully because they had also gone through um, negotiations, and and one of them, um, his uncle, was from. Um, from the same area as Aldacious family. Very clever. And, and Very clever. He, he knew the, the processes and was able to um, also provide good advice. So in in the end, it was a diverse um, a diverse team of uncles <laughs> that, that were able to deliver <laughs> um, on the negotiation for me. <laughs> well, excellent choice. Let me just take one last voice note before we leave. Hi, my name is Vanessa. I'm from Middleburg and. I just want to say to the couple, big ups. Um, unfortunately, the apartheid era has messed up things for us, but it's time for change. And um, I'm a mother of 39, 
and I actually told my daughter, I'm basically, I'm so-called colored. My husband is petty. Um, and I told my kids that, please, guys, um, I actually made a joke, but I'm actually kind of serious. But I told them, I said, guys, please, if possible, I want white uh, Makotis and a white son-in-law. So, yeah, it's time to really bring in the Rainbow Nation, guys. So enjoy your life and forget about people's issues. And yeah, continue doing what you're doing best and love your life as best as you could, guys. Bye. Wow. Well, thank oh, you for, for, for being part of our conversation today, for opening up so much um, about your private lives. We really appreciate it. And um, send our love and kisses to baby Nola. And um, looking forward to your journey as it, go, as it goes from strength to strength. Oh, thank you for having us. We really appreciate it. <laughs> thank thanks. you. Thanks, Pamela. Thanks very much, Aldacia uh, Johnson and Andrew Johnson, a uh, mixed-race couple who've decided to open up about their relationship. And that brings us to the end of our relationship feature.